welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, hers, hims, and thems. This is your favorite podcast. Uh, welcome back to Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month. It is the uh, Halloween episode. It's our month to shine. We've been doing, <laughs> I don't know, we've been doing, uh, there's a witch in that. Movies that have a witch in them. Uh, it's been touch and go. That's a, yeah. Specifically The Conjuring. Mm. It's scary though. So, it works. Welcome to the Halloween episode and welcome to Suspiria. Suspiria. All right. Tell me the year and all that good stuff. Um, Give me the stats. 1977. Okay. It's Italian. Oh. Is this a Dario Argento? It sure is. All right. Um, neither of us were alive in 1977. That's correct. So we don't have to do the old, you know, I was here. I was doing this. I was I was life. not. Um, I was several years away from being born. Uh, but 1977, the year, is when Jimmy Carter was sworn in. Mm-hmm. Um, the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup. Cool. Uh, artificial insulin was invented. Oh, that's a huge thing. Right? Okay. Uh, the U.S. Department of Energy was created. The Voyager 1 launched. And the Atari was released. Ooh. Uh, for the at-home audience. 1977. Other films of 1977 are. Are you ready to hear Cindy get excited? All right. Saturday Night Fever. Yay. That is my favorite movie. <laughs> the Rescuers. Don't, oh, I do love The Rescuers. Slapshot. Nice. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> we just watched that the other day. The second highest grossing film of 1977. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Was that the first? No. Oh. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Oh, I love Pete's uh, Dragon. David Lynch's Eraserhead. Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. Wow. And undoubtedly the biggest film of 1977, Star Wars. Oh, there it is. Hello, Star Wars. Wow. Right? So, yeah, so 1977 was a pretty good year for movies, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Where does Suspiria fall in on um, all this? Well, Suspiria was released in Italy on February 1st of 1977. It didn't make its way. <laughs> To America till August 12th of that year. I'm pushing um, it back a little bit further. Get that Halloween audience. This movie is fucking amazing. Um, it is one hour and 32 minutes long. Love that. It would be remade and the remake would be three hours long Ooh. or something like that. No, thank you. Uh, it's rated R. Ugh. It is co-written and directed by, you guessed it, Dario, Dario Argento. Argento. Yep. It's our first Argento film. Okay. Uh, he is the director of The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, Deep Red, Inferno, Tenebrae, Phenomena, Opera. He produced, in the reasons we've discussed it before, um, he's the one of the producers of Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. the Romero film, uh, Demons. <laughs> the Romero film, yeah. And Demons 2. Electric Boogaloo. Right. Uh, this movie is also co-written by Dario's longtime partner, uh, mother of his child, Ozio Argento. Ozio. What a cool name. Yeah. It's Ozio. Ozio Argento. The, um, she was in Land of the Dead. Um, but it's Daria Nicolodi. Mm-hmm. She was an actress who appeared in Deep Red, Inferno, Tenebrae, Phenomena, Opera. Um, a ton of fucking movies. And Just a ton. is kind of the balancing factor to a lot of Dario stuff. Like, what you do you can, mean? A very humanizing element to a lot of Dario's Okay, to his fantastical. Right, like, oh, right. there's, like, 
kind of a balanced good character here on top of this insane staging okay um so look for that passed away during the pandemic daria nicolodi uh this movie it's like a family affair this movie is produced by um dario's brother claudio and his father salvatore okay uh the music is done by goblin the band goblin who uh, also did tenebrae demons opera um nightmare beach which has a cool fucking poster okay um and then the cast. Tell me the cast. Uh, love it when I get to say names. Um, but the first <laughs> one's actually American. Uh, we have Jessica Harper playing Susie Banyan, clearly the lead of this film. Okay. Um, you would know her best as Phoenix from Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, okay. Yes, I yeah, would. She's the female lead of De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. All right. And she was Janet in Shock Corridor. In Shock Corridor. I don't know what that movie is. Shock Corridor is. is the kind of sequel to rocky horror picture show oh i don't know that movie but no i mean i know rocky horror but i don't know yeah, this there, there was sequel. a sequel made by the same filmmakers okay and she plays the janet, janet the janet majors role got it okay uh we have stefania cassini playing sarah she is probably best known other than this for being in bernardo bertolucci's 1900 uh which has robert de niro in it Okay. Uh, Flavio Bucci, who is Daniel, he was in a movie called Property is No Longer a Theft. That's the name. Okay. Italian film titles are crazy. Property is No Longer Theft. Right. Okay. Um, the Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Yeah. I picked up on that one, too. Your, uh, your vice is a locked room and only I have the key. Like, Italian titles are fucking wild. Interesting. Um, we This movie also has Miguel Bose, who plays Mark. He is a Latin music superstar. And grew up as a childhood family friend of Ernest Hemingway and Pablo Picasso. What? That's, That's pretty cool. Someone's childhood. Like, damn. Just there in the house hanging out. Right? Damn. Um, the other right. people I want to bring up are Udo Kier, who has been in fucking a million movies. Udo Kier is Dr. Frank Mandel. He works constantly. Udo Kier is a crazy little eccentric German fellow. He was uh, most recently in the Al Pacino um, Nazi Hunters Amazon show called Hunters. Okay. Um, Brawl in Cellbuck 99. He was in Grindhouse. He was the head of the werewolf of the SS unit for that Rob Zombie trailer. Uh, he's in My Own Private Idaho. He's the leads of uh, Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula. All right. The Warhol produced... Frankenstein and oh, Dracula films. Oh, those movies. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I want to talk about Alita Valley, who plays Miss Tanner. She was in The Third Man with Orson Welles. Oh. And Eyes Without a Face. Eyes Without a Face. Remember the movie about the doctor who... I do remember that. That's from way face. back season maybe mm-hmm. two, I She's believe. the doctor's female assistant who All right. the men in. All right. So there you go. Um, as far as 1977... Uh, that was the year that that Earth gained Orlando Bloom, Shakira, Jessica Chastain, Michael Fassbender, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Liv Tyler. Fun. It's a lot of weird, like, 90s. 90s hipsters. Yeah. Uh, and then that was the year that we lost Peter Finch, Joan Fonda, Elvis, and Charlie Chaplin. Oof. So. The wild. Marks, who died, like, I think the same day as Elvis. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think we've talked about that before. Probably the last time that we it was did. Either the day before or like the day. It was right around that time. Yeah. Groucho Marx. So, mm. um, 
Feel free to pull up the poster. All right. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the movie, and I predict the plot. Here we go. Suspiria. Can I give you the tagline of this movie real fast? Yeah, please do. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the first 80. Um, Black, white, and red. Suspiria with a, a ballet dancer bleeding out from like her neck. Um, I'm going to say this is like a Phantom of the Opera, but with ballet and ballerinas keep being randomly killed and nobody knows who or why. No? I mean, yes yes and no. It's so hard, like, once you've seen Suspiria to not know what it's about. And also still kind of not know what it's about. Okay. (laughs) Um, The ballerinas are very much a thing. This movie takes place at a ballet school. You All right. Yeah, I mean... Um, it's so, rather that part is kind of clear there you go okay where are we going to be watching this movie <laughs> or should i say how um so this movie is streaming on tubi t-u-b-i the app where it's free if you want to watch it with commercials cool. so those at home who are like i've never seen suspiria there you go you don't have to pay for it um we're actually going to watch the uh synapse which is a small releasing company bought the rights to the Arrow Video 4K release. Okay. And did a release here in America. So I've got the 4K that comes with an, like a Blu-ray as well. Fun. So we'll be doing that because this is a movie you really want to see it in the best color possible. Okay. So it has to be in, we're going to do 4K HD. This is all a, the fancy stuff. Very pretty, colorful movie. Like. That's what I've come to expect when uh, we talk about an Argento movie, but. Okay. Yeah, it's very like Bava esque in its insane color schemes. Like, okay. takes the Bava color schemes, makes them his own, and turns them up to eleven. Like so, <laughs> prepare prepare the eyeballs. All for right, the, all the colors, all the colors. All right. Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Welcome to our academy. I'm Stana, one of the instructors. Nice to meet you. So, you moved in here. I really didn't want to. I bet we'll do nicely together. I think you're sweet. Even if I have the name of a snake? Yeah, yeah, tell me you have to give me $50 a week. Yeah. In advance. How'd you like it at August? It's nice. Well, what is it? I just wanted to talk to you about some of the things that have been happening here lately. It's useless to try and explain it to you. You wouldn't understand. It all seems so absurd. So fantastic. All I can do is get away from you as soon as possible.
once read that names which begin with the letter S are the names of snakes. All right, we watched Suspiria. It was very colorful. Very fucking colorful. <laughs> what did everyone think? We had a hard time finding this movie at first. Um, it wasn't available to rent. It was... Uh, we, have, we have the 4K Blu-ray, but not hooked up to the TV we were using. So we found it on uh, Canopy, which is available through your public library. It's also on Tubi. Uh, I just want to go out oh, okay. and say this now to get this out of the way. I have the immaculate 4k synapse release where they basically just took the the discs from the arrow release put them in like american style um formatting not formatting um like packaging and they're like here you go america here's these british release suspiria film but arrow is this company that does such good restorations and i love everything they do except for the fact they're the only company that does this thing where they're like, oh, it's a 4K, so there's not a Blu-ray disc in there. It's just a 4K disc. And it's like, well, that's helpful whenever I want to watch something on a specific setup. It's like when Blu-rays had DVDs and suddenly stopped and then you would go over to someone's house or sit down with someone and they're like, well, I don't have a Blu-ray player. And you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, they're, a small kind of, uh, they're a rather small company, so it may just be... The cost-saving way. Who knows? I mean, anyway. there are smaller companies <clears throat> that do both. I, I don't know why Arrow does this the way they do, but they are the way they are. Um, so, we watched Asperia, and I kept thinking that I have seen a... This wasn't Mario Bava movie. This was a... Um, Dario, Argento. Dario Argento. I kept thinking I'd seen a Dario Argento film. I have not. We've just talked about them. We've just talked about them when we talk about Mario Bava, which we've seen a few of. So bright colors, all the colors in the world. Yeah. Very bright and flashy. Uh, a lot of gore and um, weird dubbing. But I mean, whatever. Well, Some people don't like, you know, to have to read. And I understand that. <laughs> the thing about dubbing is this. Well, well we've talked look, about how in Italian movie making, everything is dubbed. And that it, in, it's been like a problem for some filmmakers that Italian sets are so loud because they're just used to having to dub it over. So well, it doesn't matter what sounds are on set. First, let me go ahead and just say, uh, if you heard a second ago the dog, apologies. She immediately like laid down and was quiet all day until we were like, we need you to not make noise. Yeah. And suddenly she's like, I'm going to move around and make all the noise in the world. But Italian dubbing is this weird thing where Italians would just pull people from everywhere. Usually, like, they have a lot of Germans. They have a lot of Italians. They have uh, Spaniards. They bring in an American or two to headline, like some British people. And essentially, they would just... And this is not a Dario Argento thing. This is like an Italian right. cinema thing. They would just go, just say your lines in your language... And then we'll tap you when they're done. And then you deliver your lines. And then what a way we'll, to act. we'll have someone dub your English lines into German whenever the film's released in Germany. Yeah. And then we'll have someone dub his German lines into English whenever you're released. So 
you're often acting. That's why the there's this weird thing. Some people, yeah, where it seems like otherworldly because they're often it is acting that way against people that aren't even speaking a language they can understand, or sometimes even a language at all. Like sometimes they're just counting. Rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. No, yeah. they're just going like, I need a thirty second pause. Like, of you with your mouth moving. So they'll be like, they'll count to 30, and then you'll have to react and say your lines. It's insane. Well, like um, that's how it's done there, or was yeah. done. Uh, for instance, Jessica Harper mentions it was hard acting, not, not so much because of, like, the different languages, but because they were like, we're going to dub everything anyway. So she's, like, often, <laughs> like, going down a hallway trying to do this, like, scene. And then I can hear someone, like, hammering in the next sound studio because they're just like building a set because yeah. they're like fuck it it's done. we're not gonna it's use any of the sound over. anyway so can you imagine it's fucking italian films are wild that does sound like well not a good time actually all right so what is this movie about an american dancer goes to germany and finds out that the dancing academy she has joined is a cover-up for a coven. No, yes, kind of. Yes, but not just any coven. For one of the three mother witches, this one is Helena Marcos. There you go. Uh, I just like saying the name because it's fun. Uh, IMDb has an American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy. Uh, a lot more adjectives than I did, yeah. but it was pretty... Th- comes okay. to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grizzly murders okay see um, mine was perfect just wasn't as flamboyant this is a movie this is a movie where it is very dream logic like this entire movie is dream logic which i'm okay with if you don't break the rules you set for yourself and i don't feel like suspiria no, like a it's like a nightmare <clears throat> that you can't wake up from a, yeah. yeah Susie bannon comes to the this pro- comes our to the protagonist school. So it's, it's all it's all dream logic. Yes, it's, and very she, fuzzy around the edges. She comes to, she's an American who comes to this school mm-hmm. in Germany that's ran by an English woman and also a German, and it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. And the day she shows up. And there's a Lithuanian man. He's like, I think he's Romanian. Yeah. But like she shows up in the middle of the night uh, in a rainstorm. Yeah. That's our opening is like... And rain plays a big role in this. Yeah. Of like, um, like purple rain, though. Yeah. Like purple rain <laughs> and like colorful. blue and purple lightning. Not, yeah. Like a red house. Not prints, like the actual color. And then like the opening of the film is... This movie is essentially elaborate murder set pieces mm-hmm. with just enough plot to get you between them. Yep. And you know what? It was a beautiful building. I appreciate that. <laughs> it was very it was very bright red enamel building with blue velvet walls. Like, I liked it. The opening of this film is you see one of the students get murdered by a hairy armed oh. ghost thing yes. who stabs her we physically in the heart we see that. Mm-hmm. Puts a noose around her neck made out of a electrical cord. Yeah. Throws her through a thing of glass which her snaps her neck. And then the glass falls and kills the, her friend in the floor beside. Yeah, like the opening. That's it. That's how it starts. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And then Susie's there. She's she starts to get sick. I, as many times I've seen this, I don't understand the thing about like 
the light reflecting. Yeah, I don't. Making her sick. I don't know. Fuck it. I buy it. It was like a blade. Yeah. And it sets up this confrontation where they're poisoning or drugging Drugging Susie. Drugging her, yes. And then killing everyone around her. And then she stumbles and finds... She does this thing that's like a Dario Argento trope. Yeah. Of we're given the answer at the beginning of the movie. Like the girl at the the beginning says... You know, like, oh, it's a secret Blue door. Iris. But Blue Iris. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then she can't remember it. And then she, every time she thinks back on it, like she remembers a little bit more. And then she figures it out after they count the steps. Yep. And then they, she finds the secret entrance. It goes down this hallway. With the Blue Iris. Yeah. Uh, there's her friend is there murdered. They're yep. keeping her body for like some sort of witchcraft ritual. Yeah. She's kind of not crucified, but she, you know, she's nailed down. And then she... Finds her way into Helena Marcos's room, which is has a crystal bird in it, which yes. is a nice nod to Argento's first film, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Okay. Well, yeah. Had, yeah. There's like, again, a lightning storm, which you see the outline of the invisible witch leader. What What's the word I'm looking for? Like head witch? Yeah. Coven um, leader? Well, witches don't use the system of superiority, but yeah, I guess you would say they're like mother superior type thing. Of the coven, like the Mother Superiorum, I think is yeah. how they refer to her. And then the Susie Angelica Houston her, witch <laughs> stabs her in the neck. Yes. Uh, and then the school explodes. Yes. Um, Happily ever after. Do I understand everything that happens in this movie? Nope. No. Do I feel like people wander in and out of this movie for no reason? Yes. Like, is there a purpose to the dog and the blind guy? No. No. But God damn it, I enjoy it. <laughs> did we ever shit out of this movie? Did her friend ever mention that a friend, like a man that she was friends with, that worked at a newspaper or whatever that guy was? Nope. Oh no, she mentioned it with here. She's like, I'm friends with so and so. I gave him the information about what. So she she oh, got with here's information. Yeah. From her friend who was remember when they were in the that's pool? right. And she's like, hey. I know that you know things. I know things too. Right. I'm friends with Udo Kier. I told him things. And you're going to go talk to him at like a paranormal That's research right. building. And his In voice Geneva. will be weirdly dubbed, even though other people's voices aren't dubbed. And Udo Kier can speak English just fine. Yeah. I don't know. Weird choices, but okay. I fucking love this movie. It was so it's fun. so insane. Tell me fun trivia about this movie, because I, I'm sure there is. There must be like wild stories of the Italian sets. Oh, it's it's just things like we were trying to act and someone was just like hammering a nail in. Don't um, give a fuck. I will say that Argento originally wanted this to be a ballet school that worked with girls that were like 12. And oh, wow. it was originally going to be like young children kids. squaring off against like getting murdered. Damn. And like that's a little bit much. Argento's dad was like Nah, <laughs> like let's pull it we're back. Gonna, we're gonna do adults because this is gonna back. this we're gonna this gonna put us in a weird position. Yeah, she does keep saying like grown woman, or you know feel like a kid again. Yeah, but here's the thing that's weird is One he thing. wrote it for twelve year olds and then <laughs> was shot anything. down, and he didn't change the script at all, it which worked. is why all the women who are like in their twenties act like they're twelve. Yes. Right. And he would eventually get this wish with like Phenomena, which was younger girls. Okay. In like a boarding school. 
not a ballet school. What he always wanted. Weirdo. Honestly, I don't think there's any... I'm sure someone's going to be like, no, bro, there's a hundred examples. But I've never come across something of like Argento being that guy. Cool. Glad to hear that. Like, I've come across him being a weirdo. For sure. But like not a pedophile weirdo. Right? Like, to the best of my knowledge, he's not that guy. (laughs) Funny you should mention that because Jessica Harper turned down Annie Hall to be in this movie. Oh, I I don't. mm. Oh, well. So I would argue. Hindsight's she made 2020. A better decision being in Suspiria. Hindsight's 2020. Because um, Suspiria, I enjoy the shit out of Suspiria way more than I do Annie Hall. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Can't make a comparison. Well, you can because you outright hate anything Woody <laughs> Allen. Woody so Allen does. Clearly, you enjoy Suspiria, Suspiria more. more. That's fair. By default. Yeah. So Dario Argento worked with the Goblin to write the music for this before the scenes were shot <laughs> and then they just blasted the music on set all the time so they were like you're gonna go down this hallway and we're gonna flash lights and it's gonna be playing this weird like sighing music here's the sighing music sighing go music. it's the same thing happened with um the clint eastwood westerns right like the first one they shot it so fast but for a few dollars more and the good the bad and the ugly they essentially had the music and they're like here's the music and they would play it on set so you could like act to the music. Okay. That's apparently a very Italian thing. Okay. Um, apparently Argento and his cinematographer watched Snow White and the Seven Dwarves for the color scheme of this movie. It was very brightly colored. They're like, what if we just did like a cartoon? A lot of colors. Right. It's every And it's not just colors. It's a lot of like primary colors. Yes. It's a lot of like, what if everything in the shot was red? Or because bright it, blue. Like. Or deep green. Yeah. It's, and the thing that's interesting is you really don't see red outside of the school. Correct. And the entire school is, it's a, like I said, a bright enamel It's like red. a, it's a big stop warning sign. Yeah. Right? Like the whole school and sure all the blood is. and everything is like, hey, maybe don't come here. Like this place is bad. I mean, she literally gets told, go away. Even the wine that she drank, like, I was like, it's like fucking paint. When yeah. she dumps when it out in the sink, it and she has to, like, rub it off the enamel of the sink. That was gross. Like, the reds in this movie pop, and they're so incredible. And it, it's literally shot color scheme like a cartoon. Yes. Um, it worked. And a fucking... And it was a very movie. fun movie. I totally agree with yeah. you. Uh, it was written, like we talked about at the top, by uh, Argento and Daria Nicolodi, his longtime partner. She was supposed to play the lead, but the studio was like... We should get an American because that'll be a bigger box office draw. And it was, I guess. Jessica Harper. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, the film is actually, the ending of the film is inspired by a dream that Daria Nicolodi had. <laughs> she said that she had a dream where she encountered an invisible wi- uh, witch and there was a panther in the room and the panther exploded. What? So <laughs> they wrote it into the movie. There's a porcelain panther as a nod to it in her room that explodes. Okay. So there you go. And <laughs> very strange. Um, Stefania uh, Stefania Cassini, who plays her friend who falls in the barbed wire. Oh, that was because a scene. here's the thing. You know what? Every ballet school has a room full of razor wire, mm-hmm. just unbailed, <laughs> unbailed American barbed wire. <laughs> it's not. A, it's razor wire. Yeah, razor wire. That's it. Like, and she falls into it. And the thing is, like, it's a testament to this movie. That it's such dream logic that you don't question it. 
Because yeah. I was like waiting for it to happen. And, and I kept thinking, is Cindy going to point out, why the fuck is there on this razor wire in a ballet school? I just kept, th- you just there go were a it. lot of random things. Like why was meat stored in the attic? Why? Like, okay, sure. That it's, works. This movie is, like I said, it runs off dream logic to the point where like you buy anything. Right? Like, yeah. if a unicorn would have walked down the hallway in the middle of this movie, you would have been like, sure. <laughs> like, I guess. I get it. There's I, a unicorn here now. There's a reason for a crazy, weird, gross thing to happen. Okay. Yeah. But um, the actress who had to fall into that burp wire, or into the razor wire, said that even though that the wire was real, but there was no barbs on it, she said it still hurt like a motherfucker. Ooh. Like, it burned. Like, Ooh. having to roll around in it. So they were like filming her and her reactions and she's like screaming because it hurt and they're like, man, she's fucking killing it. Like, how could this hurt? It's not real. And then she's like, ah, it hurts. And they're like, God damn it. She's, Do she's, so, she's such a good actress. Oh God. And then when they pulled her out, she was like, that hurt for real. And they're like, oh, oh my bad. Like we thought you were just we thought you were acting shit out of this scene. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's some trivia for you. Fun. Well, other, what are we doing? Other trivia. Oh, yeah? Um, I fucking love Suspiria. So oh, there you go. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it is the end of the month. Ooh. So before we do that, like, I think you could definitely archive this movie in its insanity. Like. Okay. So let's see. We have. Is it actiony? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Is it revolutionary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of killing. Um, no real fornication. Well, the the oratory is interesting because I would argue that you don't remember. It's like it's like a Baba film. You don't remember lines of dialogue. Yeah. You remember. You remember like shots sights. and like the way things looked and the way things sounded. Yeah. Um, there's really not a lot of fornication because, thankfully, in a film that was written to star twelve year olds, they were like, "What if we didn't have a bunch of sex?" <laughs> well knowing now that explains that like why that yeah. she, that's her friend and not like oh her boyfriend or whatever i mean she does have that one like guy that she's talking to but the guy she's talking to it's more of like a teenage like oh i brought my i brought your bags oh you're so dreamy thank you for bringing my bags so uh in fantasy yes yes for all oh, for sure the yes so the yes is this a arca film it's a dreamy it's sure. nightmare Arkoff film, but for sure. Yeah. So it's the end of the month. Okay. So we're going to talk about ranking four films. We're going to talk Five. about four because Fright Night is last month. Got it. Okay. So we're looking at Black Sunday, right. The Conjuring, Drag Me to Hell, and Suspiria. Okay. All movies that feature witches <laughs> as the antagonist. Witches, yo. Okay. So... All right. Cindy, what is your number four? What was oh, hang on, I'm still thinking a movie that you enjoyed? I would hope, but All your right. least favorite of the witch films. Um, number four, Black Sunday. My number four is Drag Me to Hell. Okay, and I enjoy the shit out of Drag Me to Hell. It just yeah, when it's compared to the other ones, it's okay. Yeah. Number three, I went with The Conjuring. I went with Drag Me to Hell. Ooh. Ooh, we're so different this time. The Conjuring. Okay, what's your number two? Suspiria. My number two, Black Sunday. And number one for you? 
Suspiria. The Conjuring for me. All the size. <laughs> oh, we're totally different. That's fine. That's last good. last month we were totally the same. So fun. What about are we going to be watching next week? So we're going to we start November. We're going to pivot with the perfect movie. Okay. That features a witch, but also a detective. So we're going to do horror movies that feature a detective horror. or a mystery at the center of it. I love horror mysteries. All right. So, so much. We'll find out if I do next month. So when we start this month with Sleepy Hollow. Ooh, the Johnny Depp movie. From 1999. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay! Sleepy Hollow!